Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, all right. So, uh... Good show today. Today we've got the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. That would be a film by Felix Hundgren, um, and it is a fun film. It's really a, I would just call, and it's a word I don't like to throw around too much, a delightful, absurdist comedy, and it does really feel that way. It, it's uh, it's all about uh, kind of the absurdity of this 100-year-old man with a with a briefcase full of uh, money running around. Everybody's after him. Pretty fun. It was. I had a good time with it, and I look forward to our conversation with Felix. And then right after that, we're going to be speaking with Jim Aiken, and Jim is the director of The Ocean of Helena Lee, uh, or Helena. I keep doing that. Helena Lee. Pardon me. The Ocean of Hel- Helena Lee. Ah, sorry about that. Uh, Jim Aiken. He will be joining us in about a half an hour to talk about his film, and that would. Uh, and he he along with his wife, collaborator, Muse. Uh, Maria McKee have done a wonderful job. It's a very kind of ethereal, poetic film um, about a young woman who is uh, she about 10 years old? She's not much more than that. Give her a 12-year-old. Pardon me, 12-year-old. Whose mother has died and who, whose father is a bit of a flake. Uh, they live in Venice, California. Upkempt, un- unkempt corner of California's Venice Beach. And her father is a very charismatic guy by the name of Mickey. Uh, and she is a young woman on the cusp of her teen years who's trying to figure these things out after having lost her mother. And her father is um, a bit of a handful. She's the most adult person in the family. All right. Well, stick around. A little more film school coming right up. But uh, we got a lot more. Great show today. Call 949 Nine four nine eight two four five eight two four to contribute to the film school experience. Uh, and but we'll be right back with uh, Felix Hengren.
And welcome back to Film School here on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Powered by the antics of a mischievous centenarian on-the-run comic fable, the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared abounds with, an ir- with irreverent charm. Long after a colorful life working in munitions and getting entangled in the Spanish Civil War, the Manhattan Project, and other definitive events of the 20th century, Alan Carlson finds himself stuck in a nursing home. Determined to escape on his 100th birthday, he leaps out the window and onto the nearest bus, kicking off an unexpected journey involving, among other surprises, a suitcase stuffed with cash, some wicked criminals, and an elephant named Sonia. This is a wonderful film. I'm so happy to have, and this is the, the the movie itself is such a happy film. And I'm so happy to have with us today Felix Herngren, the director and writer of this wonderful new film. Felix, welcome to Film School. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank I'm ha- you. happy to be on your radio show. Oh well, thank you for being here. <clears throat> Tell our listeners basically about the, that story of of getting uh, this story of the 100 year old man. And and what prompted you to want to turn this into a feature film? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the the film is based on a, a, a bestseller written by uh, Jonas Jonasson, a Swedish uh, author, and um, I, it was a friend of mine, uh, the producer Henrik Jonsson Schweitzer. He was um, he called me up. Uh, I think it was like four years ago or something, and said that you you have to read this book. You know, it's fantastic and. Uh, Let's do a film uh, together. You direct and I produce it. And, and uh, I said, what, what's it about? And he said, oh, it's a hundred-year-old man. He's adventure, you know. And I was, like, very skeptic. I thought, oh, my God, uh, how are you going to do a great story around yeah. an old man? I came to think about who's going to act in the film and so forth. Uh, but then I started, I, I, I gave it a chance and started reading and, you know, just after a few pages, I really fell in love with the story, and I think it's a fantastic kind of sense of humor in it, and uh, also shows the world history in a great way, you know, yeah. without being like, a, you know, being at a lecture or something. It's really done in an amusement way, you know, so I really wanted to do the film, and then we had, you know... Some, we started bidding on the book to get the rights and so on, and uh, well, we got it. And then, like three <laughs> years after, the film was finished. So, um, but it, yeah, we had a great time. Well, quite well, tough work, though. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, I, I just there's a lot. You cover a lot of geographically. You cover a lot of ground. Uh, obviously, the story itself. You're going through uh, basically decades of, of history here. Uh, pulling all those mm-hmm. different elements together, I'm sure, was uh, quite a, a difficult uh, operation for you. But um, it's done very well, and it's funny, and it's sweet, and it's it's a loving kind of a, approach to all of the characters. Um, and I think you did a great job with it. Thank um, you. Thanks. Was, a l- thanks a lot. Yeah. What was the thank, tough? Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. What was the toughest part of adapting the uh, this from the book into a film? What, what was the yeah? Thing well, was the I mean, fun? it's always. I mean, the the the, the sound book you can buy. I, do you call it sound book? You know, when you get the audio audio book, CD yeah. and yes, yes, yeah, audio, audio book, yeah. yeah. And the you know the audio book is like fourteen hours or something. I think and, and we were supposed to do film about uh, about two hours long. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of redo a lot and um, rethink a lot, you know, and just. 
only you know adapting kind of the 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 feeling of the book and the the framework of the book and and not and not try to you know film a book that's impossible you have to film a story and make a film story so and actually the author was very good to work with there he said you know in the beginning he said do whatever you want to and feel free i made the book and you have to do a film so now it's up to you and 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 uh, you can use whatever you want to and rewrite stuff and so on and uh, that really felt good to have to have his you know blessing over that uh, process and um, we we wrote for a very long time on it and i mean um, yeah. the hard thing is also with this character you know he's he's as you said 100 years old and he doesn't talk so much and and uh, a lot of the humor in the book is actually describing alan's thoughts and how he thinks and his way of approaching things so we we had to kind of uh, you know make a way to get him get to know him without uh, right, right. having uh, you know a, a voiceover all the time so it took us a while to crack it track the crack how to to make it uh, in a way that you know should so so the story has the same sense of humor that uh, the book has but uh, right. yeah i think we we found a good way to do it you did and and i i imagine having the cooperation and the involvement of the author of the book was a huge, was a huge thing for you to yeah have. we actually you know he he said to us that uh, you know i i i asked him if he wanted to read the script uh, the the early versions and so on but he said that no you 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 finish the film and then I watch it. So actually, he he saw the film just one week before the premiere, and and I was so nervous when we sent him the file um, of the film, and and uh, I got this you know text message uh, uh, the early the morning after, and he said uh, it, uh, he wrote you know Felix, I saw the film out three times in a row. After the first time, I got a shock. What did you do to my film? <laughs> and then, uh, and then he saw it a second time straight after, and he said, uh, he wrote that after that I thought the film was okay, and now I early this morning I saw it the third time and I love it. Oh, that's so, great! And he said, you know, good luck and uh, kisses and hugs from Yuna. So I was so happy about that. You know, I, I, I caught the, you know, I had the cough in my, <laughs> I, in my throat when I. I read it. I was really nervous, you know. Well, I, I can imagine as an author, I'm sure no matter how, what kind of a movie you would have made, however you would have done it, there'd always be something as, as the, someone who gave birth to the story that he would have you yeah. know, initially thought, oh, they should have included that or they could have done this or kind of that. But then after you get past that, then you can yeah, appreciate uh, it. You as, know, I talked to another author about that, a yeah. Swedish author who, who had many books filmed and and I said, uh, I, I told him this story about Jonas, Jonasson, and so on. And he said that, he, he said, it's like that for me every time I see my books on, on the screen. I, I, I get a shock and I can't talk to anybody for, yeah. for like a, a couple of days before I get over the shock. And then, and then eventually I start liking the film or not liking it. <laughs> but it's always the same reaction because, you know, all the words that they have written and all the things that they have, you know, yeah. caught so very nice everything that is gone you know and they, uh, what's left is just new faces and uh, yes. and also another creator has been kind of you know almost raping their ideas so even if it's a nice way of doing it it's 
Yeah. It's still a shock for them the first yeah. time. Everything's in his head. He imagined all of this story, and now he's seeing a visual manifestation of someone else's vision of his mm. story. And of course, you would you would go through that yeah. sort of states of you know uh, shock, and then eventually. Well, it's great mm. to hear he liked it. Oh, I think we really have to point out. By the way, um, we're we're uh, we have to talk about the uh, lead actor in this film, uh, mm. Robert. Mm. Robert Gustafson. Gustafson, yes. yes. Terrific. And, I mean, obviously the film really rests on his shoulders, uh, our ability mm-hmm. to relate to him, his ability as an actor to convey this kind of sort of distant, almost absent-mindedness, but at the same time connected enough to be able to really engage everyone in the film. Uh, um, mm-hmm. He did a great job. He did a, a great job of aging in the film, and he did a great job mm-hmm. of... of, of uh, conveying the the absurdity and and the drama and everything else. Tell me a little bit about bringing him in, uh, as well as the other actors, but bringing him particularly to this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, w- I will send send him your regards. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was. He, I just after you know, the, as I said before, after ten pages, I kind of love the story, but after like. 30 pages, I started, you know, thinking of who's going to do this uh, Alan, Porton, Alan Carlson part, and and, uh, and, the, and I actually came up with the idea of using Robert very early when I read the book, and he's a famous Swedish comedian, and you know, he's, he's been mostly actually doing more like, you know, kind of uh, sketchy stuff, and uh, like Saturday Night Live sketches, and uh-huh. a bit more, you know, um, uh, things like that, but he's actually skilled in the, you know, Royal uh, Swedish uh, Theatre School, so he has very, really good skills. <coughs> uh, sorry, and and he's, he's uh, I've seen him in, in one film really using his skills, and I know that he's super good in that, so I, I really wanted to use a comedian also, because as I said before, this is this is a comedy, and he moves so li- very little and talks so little, so you really want a comedian to, to do the role because then you have to use every little, you know, possibility to be funny in a very sub- subtle way and very, you know, minimalistic way. So, yeah. therefore, he was kind of perfect for this. And he's also a master in, you know, um, uh, making, uh, what do you say, when you copy famous people's voices and Mimicking stuff like that. Mimicking or uh, uh, impersonation. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. He does it all the time. So, I mean, the, the dialect he's using in the film is actually a very old kind of Swedish uh, local dialect from a special city in Sweden where Alan Carlson is born, according to the book. So, ah. uh, And then he mixes this with, you know, English and Russian and Spanish and uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a fucking genius, that guy, actually. <laughs> and well, we were practicing for a long time, you know. Uh, we were kind of working with the different staging of uh, stages of his uh, life, you know. So we worked as um, the 20-year-old Alan and the 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and up to 100. So... Uh, in, in every matter, you know, the mental stage and also the physical stage. So we did a lot of rehearsing tapes, you know, where we could film him in different stages. And then on the set when we were, because, you know, you mix sometimes. Um, in one day you could do maybe three different episodes. So mm-hmm. we 
we always had that file, the, the video, close to us, and we could watch him. We said, okay, now we do a scene where he's 73 years old, so we took out that piece of video from the rehearsing and got kind of the the right feeling for the for the scene. So yeah. it was ca- quite a tricky work, but... Um, uh, and then also, when we shot the film, we started shooting all the flashbacks to kind of get the young Alan first. And, uh, okay. and then we had a, a break for about three months, editing uh, things together and waiting for good weather in Sweden. And, and then we shot him um, as a hundred-year-old man, the, as the last thing in the film. And that was also quite good to kind of get to know the young Alan first and then, and then do the hundred-year-old yeah. guy in, yeah. in the end. Wonderful. We're speaking with uh, Felix Herngren, the director of the film The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. Uh, it's opening, by the way, I want to let our listeners know that it's opening here in Los Angeles area uh, at a number mm-hmm. of theaters here, uh, as uh, the, the Royal Theater in Los Angeles, uh, as well as the Playhouse 7 mm-hmm. in Pasadena, the Town Center 5 in Encino, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice outside of this area, it's at the Sunshine Cinema in New York, as well as Midtown Art in Atlanta. So, And you can go to the Music Box Films is where you can check out the web, the in, information on the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Um, and it, again, and I would be remiss if we didn't, in the, le- in the last few minutes we have with you, to talk about the cast, the other people in the film. I thought... Mm-hmm. It was really uh, a, a fun a- a group of actors, but I thought the uh, gentleman who played uh, Julius was was pretty pretty wonderful. Um, and that was, yeah, uh, is that uh, help me out? Is it Ivar Wicklander? Ivar Wicklander, oh, yeah. Okay. Ivar, Ivar Ivar Wicklander. It's a very Swedish name. He's he's a great actor too. A really good actor. So yeah. Again, everybody uh, played we, off of. Uh, obviously, they're playing off Roberts. Uh, what he's doing, uh, and, but at times he's sort of he's in the frame, but he's kind of he's not he's you bring in actors uh, into these different uh, scenes uh, that are playing off one another, and that Roberts there is sort of the the anchor for this film in mm-hmm. some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the way you were able to to integrate a lot of these other people. Uh, the character of uh, Mia Scaringer, am I? Yeah, okay. it's called Schäringer. Okay. Yeah, Schäringer. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, Who plays uh, yeah. Gonia. Uh, it's wonderful. There's just a uh, really, mm-hmm. throughout the film, again, it, it, you know, through every fra- phase of, of Alan's life, um, it's an interesting mm-hmm. backstory that you bring along with it and the fun that we have kind of watching history unfold in, in very mm-hmm. interesting and fun ways. I, I was, thank you very much. Uh, I, a lot of them, are, uh, I mean, not the, the big parts, is not, uh, they are professionals, but a lot of the small parts in the film are actually amateurs. Uh, I love to work with, you know, street casting and pick up people from, you know, with no experience and, and typecast them. So um, I've been working uh, some with, uh, you know, television and also uh, commercials, and there you can really use, you know, typecasting. And, and uh, it's kind of tricky to, when you're on set, you get, you know, these big 
you know, get very sweaty under the arms, and sometimes <laughs> you get, you know, panicked. But but it's often the result is quite uh, nice, you know, because you get really a character you've never seen before, which is strong and very yeah. personal feeling of it. So uh, I think uh, I mean half of the people in the set is uh, in the film is actually amateurs. Okay, well, well, it's it's seamless. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like everyone here is been there before and they do a great job you now this is uh this film has already done exceedingly well it's uh what i'm reading here is the highest grossing swedish film of all time obviously the crowds yeah. love you the crowds love this film and and that's got to feel fantastic for you yeah yeah well i uh, you know for me it was kind of uh, succeed or die with this film because it's the most expensive comedy film ever made in Sweden so I, I you know people were watching how this would work out economically too and I was you know if, if it would have made a, a crash I would be without a job okay. <laughs> now so well, and you know I have si I have six kids so I, I was <laughs> really happy I could still feed them a couple of more years <laughs> very good very so, good well, Felix, yeah. uh, it's also the uh, winner of the Audience Award at the Chicago International Film Festival, Audience Award at the Florida Film Festival, and also yeah, Audience Yeah, I was so Award. happy about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know it, it had premiere in Europe uh, last year, and I was I almost thought that it would never come to the, to America, and uh, I was a bit sad about that last year, you know, and thought that, okay, it's not going to work there at all, and, and so on. But now it got picked up, and I'm so happy about that, you know, and... and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, really nice. Well, you're working with good people here to bring it to America, and uh, and I, I hope that uh, American audiences embrace this uh, film. It, it deserves to be oh, seen. And, me too. Uh, and, uh, again, the film is The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. It's a lot of fun, and uh, Felix Hengren, thank you so mm -hmm. much for being a part of film school Thank today. you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.